You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's football's biggest week. Our offense is moving the way it's moving, but, you know, in that run game, you have interchangeable pieces back there. Everybody's kind of eating and up front. Um, they're always on the same head. We all just, we all do it together. To be on the world stage, have two black quarterbacks uh, starting in the Super Bowl, I think it's special. And I'm just glad that we can kind of set the stage for guys that are, uh, kids that are coming up now. And so uh, uh, it'll be a great game, two great teams, and then I get another great quarterback. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, attorneys at law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen online at warrenallen.com. Super Week with Dirt and Spray on 1080. My big boy did what he always do. You know, he's going to show up and show out. The Fan. Smoking this dope burrow. <laughs> Welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Spray here. Good morning. Happy Monday. Look at that hitting the post on a Monday, huh? Hitting the post. We lost our first game this weekend, and I, I didn't think I'd care. Oh, man, I cared. Oh. Little, uh, little tykes, little sprakes tykes. Not good. How how old is uh, this age group that we're playing? Fifth grade in? girls. Fifth grade girls. Okay. Fifth grade girls. I, I, went, I went to a fourth grade youth girls basketball game this weekend. Defensive struggle. Uh, is it a defensive struggle or an offensive struggle? They're just struggle? offensively challenged. I think they're both comparable to the 1990 Detroit Pistons. I think there was some lockdown D getting played out there. Although I will say, eh, if I was doing a post-game press conference, I would have said, look, the other team played really hard. Mm-hmm. They hit the shots when they needed to. We just missed. We didn't rebound like we should have. We weren't aggressive enough on the boards. <laughs> we also shouldn't be allowing certain girls to be double-teaming other little girls, and that's not supposed to be uh, allowed. Ooh, we got Ooh. some rule breakers out there. Now. We've got a memo going to the league office for the entire first half. Yeah, yeah. the little little uh, little speed demon kid on the other team just <laughs> leaving her person and going up and stealing the ball. Like we're not supposed to be double teaming in this league. <laughs> you just go guard whoever you want. My favorite thing, and I don't remember if we did this when we played youth basketball. Whenever I go to my niece or nephew's games, they line up pregame. Yeah, to match, and up. they point. Yeah, and they're like I'm gonna guard you. Yeah, and like that's your that. I don't remember doing that yeah. as a kid. I remember one of my nephews when they were playing like third, fourth grade, they all had, uh, they would have the same color wristband. So they'd give like your matchup, you would each choose ah. blue and somebody be orange and somebody be green that and somebody awful. be red. So you're guarding the blue guy or the orange guy. Yeah, yeah. just learning guy. how to guard the person you're supposed to be guarding. Why yeah. are we do- color coordinating? <laughs> do they have the memory of goldfish? Can they not remember? <laughs> number? They all have numbers on their jersey. Hey, you're on number 25. Okay, I got to guard 25. You Well, you watched it. You, I maybe maybe people would be surprised how often kids do lose track of who they were guarding. Where are I mean, they? Yeah, Where? this this was like I think the first year they Not could play good. organized. It was third or fourth grade or something. 
something. Yeah, I need to take the niece out in the driveway. We need to work on help defense. Not a lot of help defense getting played. Yeah, you got to Staying, staying you glued dig. to their person when somebody's driving to the hoop. You got to go step in front. You got to stop the ball yeah. as well, they're going to the rack. Well, but her her league might honestly. There's a rule in our league. Yeah, there's you're not rules. supposed to double team. Ah, I mean, come on, leave your person. Let's go. Let's go block a shot. I here. tend to believe that as well. But like, it's just weird what we're calling, what we're not calling. I don't know. I might have to do a press conference with league offices. I think this needs to turn into a bit for the show. We need to find like an old podium standing around somewhere. And and just well, a, Dirk, a brief two minute video afterwards. Yeah. We can do it after the show, whenever next week, however you want to do it. But you standing at a podium answering questions about fifth grade girls basketball would be great content. It stuck with me for about an hour after the game. What the hell happened there on that last possession, bring, Coach? Why didn't you call a timeout? Should huh? I bring my equipment? Should we like call the game, fifth grade <laughs> girls, and do the whole post game show? <laughs> what's your what's your color guy's name? Sabatka. Joel Sabatka. Yeah, I'm gonna be like that guy. Yeah. I called, yes! I called the timeout in the first two minutes of the game. you got to resettle things, you know? Because we had a player that could not keep up with another player, and so I had to put my kid on her, and she got <laughs> mad in the huddle, and I'm like, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> you have no idea where she is because she's just running everywhere, and you have no idea how to keep up with that. Can you show up in a suit and tie one game, too? No. Can, can we get that? No, can I be no, he's, no, he's quarter zip and golf pants all the way. I am I am black pants and white t-shirt coach. What are you talking? It's fifth grade girls basketball. I'm not dressing up for this. I went you in a suit and tie. And then it like, you know, you're down eight nothing. You rip the jacket off. Your sweaty pits are showing. Slamming the clipboard on the Loosening ground. Loosening my tie. Play some defense! I think it'd be great. Um, so Kyrie's traded to Dallas. What are the Mavs thinking? It reeks of desperation, does it, it not? It is desperate. Can I give you a positive spin on this? Uh, you try. can try, yeah. Okay, look, it's not going to work. Okay, it's not going to work. I don't think that what you're going to say next matters then. Sure, maybe not. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's important to signal to your franchise player that we're we're trying. And I, I think that's an important message to send. This is the signal to send that you're trying How this many, way? Let me ask you this. Okay. How many other all-NBA-type players are available on the market that you can go get right now? Well, that, I, that would truly make a difference for that. Like, we're going to go through this this week with Portland. Like, hey, we added Jared Vanderbilt. Cool. I mean, it's not going to make a difference in the end. You need multiple stars to win in the NBA. Sure. They don't have multiple stars. Okay. And I think there's always that fear of, is our guy going to get disgruntled? Is he going to demand a trade? We want to show him that we're trying. The only other part of this that I like is that it, it, in knowing that it's not going to work, it's going to allow you to do one of two things potentially this offseason. One, if he just bounces in free agency and signs somewhere else, which would cost him a little bit of money, but maybe he does it, it opens up basically a max salary slot for them. So you can go be, again, aggressive this offseason. I haven't looked at the free agents on the board this offseason. And the other one is, more than likely, he's going to pick his destination where he wants to go, and maybe you can execute a sign and trade with him. So like the notion of it not working, I still think there's maybe some benefits down the road. But I think first and foremost, the, the initial one is just showing to your star and maybe he likes Kyrie. Maybe he's friends with Kyrie. I don't know what the relationship is of just saying, hey, we're, we're trying oh. to put something around you. Yeah. What does it matter if he's friends with Kyrie? You know who's best friends with Kyrie? Kevin Durant. Oh, that turned yeah, out. I get, I get it. I don't trust Kyrie Irving at all. And and by the way, your, your other point in the uh, let me see if I can shine the polish this turd. Your other point. So you traded two absolutely good rotational players. Mm-hmm. Two second-round picks and an unprotected pick six years from right now for that? Uh, if we go back and look at the history of the Dallas Mavericks, you know what we find? Surprisingly, nobody signs there. Every year I've heard, Dallas has a max slot. Dallas, the max slot. 
Remember when it was Giannis was going to go to Dallas? Hey, the Milwaukee Bucks should be worried about the Dallas Mavericks. They have a max slot. Nobody chooses the Dallas Mavericks. I, I think outside of a of a mental breakdown in a big moment, what are we saying about Mark Cuban as a sports owner? Because they, if you play that NBA Finals 10 times, they're winning that twice max. Like, everything kind of broke their way, mm-hmm. and you give credit to Dirk and company a lot for taking advantage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, this franchise has been revamped. The jerseys are cool. He takes care of them. Eh, he's not running this thing very well. And so, like, again, I think this is predictable. They're going to start off well. They'll have a couple big games offensively. Screaming A. Smith is going to debate with Jay Williams. Hey, how many games is it going to take him to win the NBA Finals? And then Kyrie's going to do a Kyrie thing. There's, there's not, there's not going to be a difference here. Why is this going to be different than Brooklyn? Why is this different than Boston? Why is this different than Cleveland? I mean, it's not going to be because it's Kyrie Irving. Okay, thank you. He's only gotten more crazy, I think, as his career yeah. has gone on. There'll be a new JFK assassination, probably conspiracy theories in Dallas now. And, and, and here's the part that probably isn't going to get talked about enough. They traded a first-round pick in 2029, an unprotected pick. Smart move by Brooklyn. Yeah, I think Brooklyn won this trade, which is another good point I heard. How often does the team trading the superstar, quote unquote, win win the trade? Yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. I I don't. You can say well, but they're gonna have to deal Kevin Durant. So what? Like after what you've gotten with Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, it ain't worth it. I'm out. I'm going back to rebuilding. You just got a pick six years from now. I don't know what Luka Doncic is gonna be doing six years from now. I don't think Dallas knows what Luka Doncic is gonna be doing from now. And if he's not in Dallas. That pick could be really stinking good. If not, use that as another asset to dangle to another team. I, I just, you gave up a lot for that dude. You did. And there's a good chance he could walk away in two months and just go, you know what, I'm going to the Lakers. They have a max slot. Russ is gone now. And LeBron wants me. And I want to be in L.A. And that's the entertainment of capital of the world. And you traded all that for a three-month rental where it might not even work? I just it reeks of desperation, and I I know it's one thing to be desperate. We'll talk about Portland here, but man, I I just I want nothing to do with that dude, and I don't know how you watch what his career has been and you still go, I'm giving up all this for that. I understand everything you're saying, and I don't trust Kyrie Irving as far as I can throw him, and I want nothing to do with that guy. I also look at Dallas and say, I mean, they're two games above 500 this year. So they gave up two good rotational players yeah. that, w- that we would all agree if you watch Dallas play. Those are, those are good players, not elite, not all-stars, You'd not like all them NBA in Portland. guys. You'd love them in Portland, right? Mm-hmm. They're good rotational guys that we would love if they were in Portland. They're 28 and 26. Yeah. And where do we think Dallas is going to finish this year? Are you picking them to win anything in the West? Luka maybe carries them to the Western Conference Finals, but you're not winning a championship with just Luka Doncic. Oh, I don't say this because of Kyrie. I actually... I said this yesterday on my gambling show. Pre-Kyrie, I actually would have taken a flyer on the Mavs to win the West because their odds would have been good. I think like 14-1. to 1. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're sixth in the West right now. Because Luka is good a game away from being 10th in the West. Luka, to me, is he is a different rendition of LeBron. I think he's good enough to carry a middle-of-the-road team farther than they should go. That's worth gambling on. Kyrie, I, I mean, I don't know if I can trust him to even play in the playoffs, let alone <laughs> be confident in it. That's why I don't like this move. Dinwiddie and Finney Smith didn't make them, you know, head and shoulders above the Western Conference, but that's not just a Dinwiddie and Finney Smith problem. Those are good rotational players. Sure. You're just going all in on a guy who might not be committed to you at all. That's 
It's a ballsy take. And and Tim Cato of the Athletic, who who covers them, you know, he summed it up well. He's like, this is this is Dallas, man. This is Dallas is always they're desperate because they want to make it look good for Luca. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't look good, they'll restart it and they'll do it again. Like they keep doing this in Dallas. And oh, by the way, here was the sneaky good point by Tim Cato. If you want Kyrie Irving, why would you not have just signed Jalen Brunson, who gives you everything Kyrie does except the flat earth stuff, (laughs) except the anti-Semitic language, except the conspiracy theories? You could have just locked up Jalen Brunson early and not had to deal with this and give up all those assets because Jalen Brunson's having a good year for the Knicks. Yes. The Knicks aren't very good. But if Brunson was alongside Luca with Dinwiddie, with Finney Smith, you wouldn't have had this problem. Their record wouldn't be, what is it, 28 26. They wouldn't yep. be that. They'd be better. And yet here you are. Now you've given up rotational talent. You've given up your draft capital. And in return, you get a guy who might not commit to you in three months. Yeah, look, I, again, I, I understand everything you're saying. I, I just, I view this through a lens to a certain extent, too, of Portland never doing any of this. And there, there's a part of me that while everything you're saying on Cuban is spot on, I mean, they won the one championship. They got incredibly lucky to win that one championship because LeBron forgot how to play basketball for seven games or six games, however long the series went. But there is an aspect of I'm jealous that at least he's an owner that, all again, this is not going to work. He's willing to roll the dice. And at some point, maybe it backfires on him. But they already made a move, an all-in move, to go get Porzingis a couple of years ago. Right. It didn't work out. But they were aggressive. They said, we have a young superstar. We need another superstar to go win at the highest level in the NBA. Let's try Porzingis. Okay, that didn't work. Now let's roll the dice on Kyrie Irving. Like, I, at least there is an attempt constantly to try and get that second star. Because as they much can't as, sign him. They can't sign him, which is weird. It's a weird thing about Dallas. So it, maybe that flies in the face of my argument they're going to have a max salary cap space. But what they will at least have the ability to do to do potentially is trade Kyrie Irving in a sign and trade this offseason if he does not want to be in Dallas. Maybe. Or maybe the Lakers say, why would we trade you anything? Is he Russell- willing to take an extra? I mean, he's going to lose a significant amount of money if he does that. And maybe Kyrie Irving's that dude, but at the end of the day, he's not willing to even accept certain contract stipulations to sign a max deal in Brooklyn anymore. Well, but again, Westbrook's falling off the books for the Lakers. Yes, he is. Like They're going to have a max slot. If but I'm I know, Lakers, but if I'm you have the bird rights, any assets. sure. If you have the bird rights for a player, though, he's going to have to accept but, less money to sign with the Lakers. But here's the other part: go look at the free agency class. It ain't good. It's not a good free agency class. So, like, even having a max slot, you're going to have to do another trade. No, oh, by the way, yep. they've tried this before with disgruntled point guard. Except they didn't do it with Luca. They did it with Dirk. His name was Rajon Rondo, <laughs> and it went horribly. And so we'll see. Nico Harrison is the general manager. He worked at Nike. He has this relationship with Kyrie, yada, yada, yada. I've heard this before. In fact, the exact same quote got tweeted out when he went to Boston. Uh, Gary Washburn, who we've had on the show, good friend of the show, covers the Celtics, had the quote, Kyrie is ecstatic to play for Brad Stevens and to play under Danny Ainge. What did we get after he was traded to Dallas? Kyrie Irving is ecstatic to play with Luka. I just, we keep hearing the same thing. And every single fan base and every single pundit continues to tell themselves, oh, this is going to be different. (laughs) Dallas already did the game. Our culture and our environment is going to be different. This will change it. Okay, this will change it. He just went to Brooklyn with his best friend, got all the power in the world, and still wasn't happy with it. But I can't wait for him to get to Dallas where your culture and your environment of never giving your superstar player enough talent is absolutely going to change this guy.
I just, I would never want to commit my team. Four times the charm, man. To that. But you bring up an interesting point, which is what we can get into before we talk with Kevin Hagelin. The desperation factor and the ability or the, the, the skill level of looking yourself in the mirror and saying, this isn't good enough. We got to be better. Are you jealous of Dallas for at least having that with Mark Cuban and willing to shake it up to try to appease the superstar play? We'll talk about that and how Portland's impacted with that and what you expect from Portland this week. We'll get to that next. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Dirt's jealous of the Mavericks because they got crazy Kyrie. I'm not jealous of getting Kyrie. I'm jealous of a team that's willing to roll the dice. Because I think the only the only spot where you and I disagree on this, we agree on it, it's not going to work for Dallas. Just <laughs> a pretty big part of the deal. Well, sure it is. But here's where, here's where to me, I think it, it outweighs not doing anything. And that is, I don't give Dallas a chance to win a championship this year. Okay. So you traded all those assets. You might not get them. And then you've lost your assets. Sure. But they're they're trying. Maybe it works. Maybe we're the ones that end up being wrong here. Maybe this is this. Maybe this is the fit that wins them the Western Conference. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not putting money on it to happen. But you know who the only team in the NBA is who has two starters in the All Star game now? Uh, the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Now they're not. They don't play any defense. It's two guards. They're both ball dominant. I think there's a lot of questions basketball wise. Is how he does this fit? Technically, still in the all. He can't be in the All Star game now. He right? can. Yeah, because they don't. It's not East First West anymore. It's oh, you just get drafted. Right. Yeah, they're doing yeah, the right, schoolyard right. lineup and pick them. They're doing it. I guess they're doing it like they do it right live. before the yes. game, which is like, great. That's awesome. That's how it should be done. Because somebody's gonna be the last pick, and it's gonna be in front of everybody. Like I just I look at Dallas this year as you have these role players. That's fine. 
line. These two players were good that they traded away. You're two games above 500 in a jumbled and not very good Western Conference. And I just, I, I think I've seen the movie before of one guy trying to carry a team. And throughout NBA history, there's only one or two guys that have ever done it all the way to the NBA Finals. Iverson, you can make the argument, did it with Philly back in the day. LeBron obviously did it multiple times with Cleveland. It felt yep. like he was the only player there. Um, and, and and for most of those years, it wasn't enough to win a championship. I don't know if Luka Doncic is quite in that category as LeBron because I don't think the defensive level of the game is there the way it was for LeBron in his prime years back in Cleveland. Sure. Um, but but there, like I just I look at Portland right now, and we're not going to have a big move this week. But there's a frustration there for me. At least at some point, you got to make one because your roster isn't good enough to win. And you're stuck, as we've highlighted a million times, in kind of NBA purgatory. You're not good enough. You're not bad enough. And you're just right there in the middle with an elite player. And I view Dallas that way. So as many times as I can say, I don't think this is going to work out for them. There, there is a, at, at, least you're, at least you're rolling the dice. And maybe it backfires and it loses you Luka Doncic and it all blows up your franchise. But I don't think you're winning a championship as constructed. Well, yeah. Um, I put a poll question up last night. The NBA Thursday. Which scenario do you think is the most likely for the Blazers here? Hart and Nurk are both gone. Hart's gone, but Nurk stays. Nurk's gone, but Hart stays. Or Hart and Nurk are still here. Now you could go more options that that Keon Johnson and second round picks could leave. You know, it could it could be something like that. But those are the two prominent players on this team that you would say at the at the front of the line, like, yo, they, they seem like they're going to get shopped. Mm-hmm. Definitely seems like Nurkic's time is here is done, and Josh mm-hmm. is an expiring contract. I hope so. Um, which, by the way, Zach Lowe, interesting point. Again, uh, I think I've highlighted this on the show before. Expiring contracts still aren't what people make them sound like. They're not as valuable an asset as as some would make you to believe. Teams don't operate on these, oh, well, we got to get expiring out of this. That's not always the leading um, reason to, to trade somebody and or – go get a, a player. But I, I'm just curious where Blazer fans going to be for the deadline. Cause the one thing I can't refute, I disagree with most. I think anything you do to jeopardize losing Luka Doncic, you are, you are deserving of every awful thing that happens to your franchise. This is a generational talent. Mm-hmm. And so while your point of at least you try, and if, is that going to cost you? I mean, maybe that's a big deal if it costs you, but does not try and cost you as well. Like that's the that's the bigger question that I'm asking. Well, well, but what I are think, the conversations with Luca behind the scenes? And is he saying, "Go get me somebody"? Where where Dallas really screwed the pooch is the Jalen Brunson stuff. They absolutely totally fair, and they and they gave up a lot for Chris Stapp's Porzingis as well, and they he did. couldn't stay healthy, and that didn't go well. There seemed to be kind of a a bit of an ego thing between those two guys. But the 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 biggest mistake for them was operating on the assumption that. Jalen Brunson was not worth giving the contract to early. And then when it was time to get paid, that we would be able to lock him up because we got to the West Finals with him versus New York is New York and his dad was there and here's the bag. Come be the man for the Knicks. That was Dallas's big mistake was the Jalen Brunson stuff because now you've just traded more assets to go get a crazy version of Jalen Brunson. <laughs> I mean, I would I think Kyrie's a better basketball player, but I see your I see the larger point. I mean, for what they're going to be asking Kyrie to do, I don't think there's much of a difference. I think Kyrie Irving can dribble the basketball better than Jalen Brunson. You can argue he's a better scorer, but like you're nitpicking. I think ultimately the fit is Brunson's played with Luka. He knew how to fit with Luka Doncic. 
Kyrie's going to have to fit in and figure that out. The tough part for them was Brunson was a late bloomer, and he didn't quite pop in the first two, three years in the NBA. He was a 10-point-per-game guy by year three, and then it was year four where he exploded and had that great run in the playoffs. Yeah, but you still could have gotten ahead of it the way the Blazers did with Ant and said, you know what, this is going to be our guy. They were always going to pay him. There was never a doubt of that. Mm -hmm. And with Dallas and and Jalen, it wasn't a sure thing. But the one thing I can't disagree with you on is the ability to make a move. I don't believe there's going to be a big move here on Thursday. I think the Blazers will move Hart. I'm hoping that they move Nurk. Maybe we get a Mobamba. Maybe we get a, a you know a Vanderbilt from Utah. But it's going to be kind of roll guys, and then you try to improve, make the playoffs this year. Big moves like Kevin Durant and company. I don't think those are going to come until the summer. Probably. But to your overall point, I'm I'm still not convinced they're going to make a big move this summer here in Portland. And that's and this is where I think the the counterbalance is of like what is what is the reaction from Blazer fan on Thursday if your your announcements are Josh Hart is the only piece that gets traded and you brought in like a Jared Vanderbilt, and I don't think fans are going to be very excited about that because it's a, it's a pretty telltale sign of what's to come the rest of the season. We know what this team is. They they've had flashes, they've had moments. Damian Lillard is playing at an all NBA level, but they don't have enough around him. Again, it's the same story we've been through for it feels like a decade straight. Damian Lillard is great. You don't have another all-star. Cool. You're going to be slightly above or at 500, probably be a bottom tier playoff team and lose in the play-in or lose in the first round of the playoffs. It's like the same movie we've seen over and over and over again. And I'm not putting all that pressure on Joe saying you you have to do this to save the franchise or that's the only move that'll that'll be acceptable. Like we have to give him at least a full year to try and calculate his vision and how he wants this thing to go. What I do know, eventually, if you want the fan base to be totally on board, myself included, you got to make one of these trades. And it's probably not going to happen in the next week because I don't know who the player is that's available that is a household name game changer. Uh, but at some point, whether it be this week, unlikely, in the offseason, a little more likely, next trade deadline, at some point, one of these swings is going to have to take place. And Sean Hyken told us last week he thinks that it will. I love his optimism. I hope that he is right because that's all we're asking for is is one of these to give it a shot. Let's take a swing. Maybe we strike out, but you're not going to get a hit with what you got right now. I think we can all agree on that. No matter how you feel about the Mavericks-Nets trade, are you, Blazer fan, jealous that Dallas is willing to roll the dice and make a move for Luka? Yes or no at Dirt and Sprague? And right now, overwhelmingly, yes. Yeah. More people are in your camp of, yeah, and I, I don't like the deal. The fans in Dallas are doing the exact same thing the fans in Brooklyn and Boston and Cleveland did. Yeah, they're going to talk themselves into it. Yeah, yeah, this was the move. This was the move to make. <laughs> and it's okay. All right. Uh, good luck to that. I'm just telling you, man, if, if if the domino does fall in the next 48 hours of Kevin Durant reaching the same conclusion as Kyrie, which I don't know if it's going to happen. He's going to go to Phoenix, man. He doesn't sure. want to come here to Portland. I know we're doing the Photoshop Does he have thing. a full no-trade clause? Like, Can he control specifically what team he gets dealt to? Um, no, and Josiah is kind of a petty owner. See the Kyrie being dealt thing as soon as he requested a trade. It was like and two days not later, to the Lakers because the Lakers were trying to trade multiple picks and, and Russell Westbrook. Some concluded that those draft picks might be more valuable in the future than the 2029 uh, first-round pick. LeBron's old. They could be rebuilding. But I think it's Phoenix for KD. Okay. Because I'm telling you, Anfrey Simons and Shaden Sharp is a pretty good start to a package. It's a great start to a package. and if It'll you, get you in the door. Yeah, and I'm the picks thing with Chicago and like what you can deal, yeah. that whole the protections of it, it's always kind of weird. Like if you include some picks and that was your offer. But again, Kevin Durant's 34. I'm still, I mean, I. You I, do that? You give up Shaden Sharp and Ant Simons for Kevin heartbeat. Durant? And a heartbeat. 
Swag, would you do that? Would you give Ant Simons and Shaden Sharp for Kevin Durant? If you knew he'd be here for, let's call it two seasons. He's got three years left on his contract. Yeah, but let's call it two seasons because he can, he's, you know. That's fine. I'm going to recoup two great young players if I have to trade him in two years. Yeah. I got, if I have GP, if, uh You think you're recouping two young great players for 36-year-old Kevin Durant? He's still playing at an all-NBA level, is he not? Well, I know he's two years, had I don't know. I don't know what he is in yeah. two years. He's, he's had injury history. I get that, but he's still playing. I mean, I... LeBron's still doing it at age 38. Oh, come on. He's he's kind of the anomaly to this, isn't he? I mean, is he? Chris Paul yeah, Chris Paul can't play. <laughs> he's 33. I think I would because I think you as would. We, as we've all stated Dame's at his peak. I don't know that he can play much better. Wow. And you wonder when it starts to go the other way. So if there's a window, it's Right now, it's in the next two years. You're just all in on the Dame window, and how I just see this. I'm is, not. I'm not. I'm not saying I disagree with yeah, you guys. I'm sure. more just like I. I would say the, the whole key to that is at least being as convinced as possible, Dame and and the front office that KD will be here, as you say, for two, two of the three at least. Two, yeah. The next two seasons after the right. end of this one. I mean, if he, you he, got two and a half seasons. Okay, you're I'll, in the ball I'll game, mortgage, man. I'll oh, mortgage the future the at this game. point because after two and a half more seasons, and if it doesn't happen for Dame, at that point, does he say? I mean, I just like I just for people who would say no to that. What is the alternative? Is Anthony Simons ever going to turn into Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant's no. averaging thirty points no. a game. I know no. he's hurt right now. He's averaging thirty points a game, which is amongst the best years of his career. His numbers are still as good as they've ever been. He's as lethal to score yeah. as we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. It sounds like the extension's going to get it done with Grant. You move him to the three. You put KD at the four. No, then they if, they won't do that. You still have Hart if you still have whatever. Grant has to play your four. I've, I've me, Danny and I have gone over these numbers on Jack Rant. His numbers at the three are atrocious. He is a four. That's fine. I, yeah, I, it doesn't right. matter. Katie can yeah. play the three. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't care where you're going to have him. a center, and Kevin Durant's not going to be the center. So. Yeah, I think at this point, you're I, not I, winning a championship with Damon Anthony Simons. Yeah. It's just, it's not going to happen. I'm in Dirt's boat. I'm ready to roll the dice. Let's see what you got. If it doesn't work, you blow it up in two years, and we start over like all these other teams are starting over. It's better than being the Blazers are in NBA purgatory again. What if I told you they're, they're the same exact team they've been I for ten lived years? I through that purgatory in the early '80s, yeah. and you know, yes, you could. It's different. They were allowed to draft Clyde and Jerome and Porter and let that group develop. It took seven years it's for them to league. get there. You don't get, you seven, don't get years. seven years no, anymore. You don't. No. You get three. I mean, it's like, hey, get this done in three years. Yeah. Otherwise, we're blowing it up and we're doing it differently. Well, unless you're Neil O'Shea, then you keep Damon CJ around for a decade. Let me ask you this, and then we'll go to Kevin Hagelin in Dallas, because I have a feeling I know what he's going to say, but I've heard some of the reaction from Maverick fans this morning, and so I want to get his thoughts on it. What if I told you the Blazers keep Ant and trade Shaden this summer? Who are you getting in return? Is it an all-star? I don't know. Then I would do it. I'm just saying, like, well, I, I don't know if it's an all-star. Well, if it's not an all-star, if it's but just what if a, that's the choice? They're trading Shaden and they're keeping Ant. I'm okay with that, man. I again, what is Shaden Sharp going to be in five years? I don't know. You can't answer that question, baby. Cutter. Nobody knows. What were we saying about Zach Collins a year and a half into his NBA career? 
Oh, he was Kevin McHale. He was franchise cornerstone Zach Collins. He we was going to be saying that a year and a half. We said that when they drafted <laughs> sure. him. And we as Neil Olshay. Neil Olshay did. But sure, but a lot of fans talked themselves into it. This guy's going to be, look at the, the defensive prowess is there. He's a great rebounder. God, was He's extending his offensive game. Like the He defense. was the next big young piece. He was so good. He showed us flashes in the really? playoffs. He flipped off the Denver Nuggets bench. <laughs> we love this guy. He called Clay Thompson a name. He called him a hoe. He called him a hoe. <laughs> and we loved him. And what is he now? Is he even in these with the Spurs? Nobody's heard from that dude in two years yeah like i just we get so glued to our young guys i love shaden sharp man if he turns into baby kobe if he turns into real kobe i'm all for it but we don't know what he's going to be he's averaging seven points per game as a rookie as a 19 year old you know who else averaged seven <laughs> points a game as a rookie as a 19 year old kobe bean brian okay i, I want to win man i can't i can't play this let's just wait know, don't worry this is the next oh don't worry anthony simons yeah. will be the guy don't worry shaden sharp will be the I guy know. I and then win. it's like, don't worry, you're non-all-star next to your all-NBA all-star. Oh, this will be the year. This We just added another non-all-star, <laughs> but that non-all-star is going to make the other non-all-star look better. That's so right. our all-all-star He's all-star caliber. is in a better position. Not I'm all-star. tired of playing that game as well. I kind of agree with you. I am jealous, but Dallas is stupid. That's a dumb trade. Uh, Kevin Aglin, 105.3 The Fan. What does he think of the move? Uh, we'll talk about it with him. We got some football stuff to get into. All of that's ahead. Dirt and Sprague. But- we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Monday. The big sports story of the day, even though it is Super Bowl week, was the trade of Kyrie Irving yesterday to the Dallas Mavericks. So let's go to Dallas and find out how they're feeling down there in Mavericks country with our good friend Kevin Hagelin, uh, 105.3 The Fan down there in Dallas. Oh, thank Kevin on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Kevin, good morning to you, man. Thanks as always. I'll start like... I have a 50-50 reaction to this. 50% of me is jealous because we're also an NBA team that has one star and decent role players around him, and you're like, that's not enough. You're kind of an NBA purgatory. And so I'm jealous that they made a move like this down there in Dallas. The other part of me says Kyrie Irving's a total douche, and it hasn't worked anywhere he's ever been. (laughs) And why is this any different? What's the reaction down there from Mavs fans? 
Is it possible to say both of those things are true? <laughs> also, are you impressed by the Mavericks taking the playbook of the Dallas Cowboys and being like, hey, let's make one of the biggest sporting weeks of the year all about us? Because I'm really, I'm really proud of them for that. I had all kinds of content ready to go until about, I don't know, what was it, like 1 or 2 p.m. yesterday? And I was like, well, yep. guess we're not doing any of that. Uh, look, I, I'm with you on that. Kind of the, the thing that bothers me is sort of the back end of the trade is I thought by giving up a first round pick, you'd be able to unload one of the garbage contracts like Bertans, or if you want to say Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm. And so I was a little surprised by the compensation, but then, you know, I saw the rumblings about what the Suns might've offered or what the Lakers offered or whatever. And I thought, okay, I guess we did not overpay. I think it'll make the rest of this year super fun after that. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin, let's 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 be in the trust tree together here. Okay. This this is an epically stupid trade by them, correct? <sighs> I, I here's the reason I can't say that just oh, yet. Now, okay. I, look, look, right. hold right. on. I'm hold waiting. on. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Hold on. I'm in the trust tree with you where that's probably what's gonna play out. But <laughs> here here here. Here's what I've convinced myself of over the last 20 hours. Yes. You can determine if I'm fooling myself or not. Okay. It, I actually think for the rest of this year, you are going to get a great version of Kyrie. Now, what happens after that? Do you sign him to a gigantic? I've heard some people throw out four for $211 million. Ooh. Do you sign him to, which that, then I'll come right back on and be like, oh, my goodness. Is and will that end up be being what sinks the franchise? Will he butt heads with Luca and Luca eventually wants to leave? The thing is, we're stuck in the same place as y'all were describing. Is you know, Mark Cuban said years ago, you don't want to be in the treadmill of mediocrity. Well, that's where we are right now with the inability to build the team around Luca, despite last year's Western Conference Finals. I get that, but it doesn't look like you're building to progress past that, and so. They took a swing. It's not the swing I would have taken, but at least they tried something is the best I've come up with. <laughs> that was kind of my take, too. At least they tried. It's not going to work, but at least they tried something, right? Let, let me ask you this. We're talking about Kevin Hagelin. But it might have cost you all the, the draft fans. capital well, sure, rotational players. I, I, yeah, let, let me ask you this, though, Kevin, because we, yeah. we've dealt with our superstar here in Portland being – I would argue loyal to a fault. Like he was super close with CJ. Sure. He didn't want CJ to be traded. And we kind of looked at it like, dude, two undersized guards are not going to win. You got to deal them. And they finally did. And now we're kind of going through the same thing. What What is, what is the vibe been from Luca behind the scenes? I mean, they lose Jalen Brunson, the off season. We were just talking about this before he bought you on. And it's like, well, now you're just getting kind of crazy Jalen Brunson, maybe a slightly better player, but you had that guy on your team last year without the, you know, conspiracy theories and crap that you could have just had on your roster. Has Luca been, right. has, has Luca so, shown any signs of being disgruntled of the last, of help that they've given him in Dallas. He honestly hasn't. And like, I don't know if that's because they repaired the relationship with the agency and with his agent and the Mavericks in general, or maybe more specifically Nico. But I honestly have heard behind the scenes. He's happy. I think just the question everybody has is what's the expiration date for that? Like that's all fine and well, but is the expiration date at the end of next season when he's like, Hey, I'm out. And so I think that's the concern. Everyone here, everyone here, so that's, I mean, supposedly Luca is super high on this move. I've heard that from two people inside the Mavericks. Now, the flip side, of course, is did they just say that because they're like, 
hey, we need you to pump up this move. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand the possibility of that. And I'm with you. I see the gigantic possibility for failure. But, you know, we, we had T.O. I'm prepared for this drill. <laughs> you guys are a great city in that. You had T.O. You've also already tried the disgruntled point guard thing. It worked out wonderfully with Rajon Rondo. I'm sure this one's not going to go wrong. Now, I'm going to trust you because you're there and you're pretty well sourced. You know that team. I'm more curious to ask you this because we were talking about the back and forth of this, right? The right. do whatever it takes, win nature mode of we got to just get a star here, right? It's hard to win in this league unless you got multiple stars on a team. And while I acknowledge that's true, there are certain stars or players I'm not sure I'd want my franchise guy to be with. My co-host says, well, you make this move, it doesn't work. Kyrie leaves, and then you've got a max slot. thing I pointed out to him, outside of like Luka himself because they drafted him, you guys just haven't had success. Mark Cuban, for whatever reason, has not had success with the max slot. He couldn't even keep DeAndre Jordan in a house in Dallas, right? He, he couldn't yeah, pry right. him out of there. What is it about Dallas and Cuban that – or what's your read of why the Mavericks seem to strike out in the free agency stuff when they have opportunity to sign guys to big contracts? Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, I also fear that this is Rondo 2.0. You have mentioned my greatest nightmare about how this is going to play out. In terms of DeAndre Jordan, just really quick, I actually was on a plane when that happened. So when I left to come back to Dallas, he was signing with the Mavericks. And when I came, and when I got back to DFW, all of a sudden it had fallen apart. So I literally was caught up in that. I was like, what the hell happened? But um, – no, I, I think you're right. So one of the issues specific to Luca in terms of Cuban, I'm honestly not sure because everybody, once they get here, they love it. I just, I've heard a lot of things about, you know, whether people don't think Dallas is a hip city to be in or people did not view the Mavericks as a true threat. Like once Dirk won the title, he was already past kind of that, like, in your prime window. Obviously, he was still in his prime, but just kind of near the end of the prime window as opposed to being in the middle of it. When it comes to Luca, the issue that I have heard from multiple different places, not just in Dallas, is that he commands the ball so much superstars are hesitant about coming here. And I know Kyrie can work off the ball some, for sure, but that makes me nervous. I would have rather we made the trade and they said we could have a second basketball on the court, then I would be super stoked about this Trade. But right now, I think when it comes to Luca, that's why like somebody like DeAndre Ayton, for example, is there was discussion of is you are more apt to get a big who maybe doesn't need the ball in their hand all of the time. So I think that is the current problem, which is maybe why they pulled the trigger on this because everyone was super pumped about it, or so they say. <laughs> Kevin Hagelin. Uh last one for you, Kevin. Uh, for me, is uh, you mentioned it kind of briefly there at the end, like. Two high usage players, right? I, mean, I think there's always concern whenever you get that together on the same team, like Chris Paul and James Harden. How's that going to work? Well, if they made a three in the Western Conference Finals in Game Seven, they go to an NBA championship and maybe they win the whole sure. damn thing. Uh, sure. It sounds like you have that fear of two high usage players. How is one of these dudes going to play off the ball? Yeah, no, I definitely do. And the other thing is, people keep talking about how wide open the West is, and I get that to a certain extent. But I mean, Denver looks pretty awesome, and Memphis is looking like they're trying to define themselves as a team that's ready to go. So I don't think it's quite as open as maybe some Mm. others think. I don't want you to think that I'm throwing out sunshine and rainbows. I 100% 
see the possibility of this going down in flames spectacularly. And as a radio host, I like that. But as a Mavericks fan <laughs> who grew up here, I do not care for that. Yeah, I uh, I listened to the station coming in this morning to you guys' morning show, and it was just funny hearing people call in like, you know what? I think it's the best move we could have done. I'm like, I don't know about that, but okay. Oh, there are a lot of people who think that. And people have gotten on me because when it first came out, I was like, what the hell is this deal? And they're like, why are you worried about a draft pick in 2029? I was like, it's not about that. It's about having your full cavalcade of picks to trade. And it's this whole thing. But yeah. look, we we love stars and we're front running city. So I get it. Yeah. I mean, to your point where you started, Kevin, we're talking about the Dallas Mavericks the week of the Super Bowl, not the Dallas Cowboys. And so there's there's I, something I know. there. And the Dallas Mavericks don't get talked about like the Cowboys. Like if this was the least the Cowboys, I'd get it. Because you know, they sneeze and everyone's like, Oh my god, is there an outbreak or something with the <laughs> Cowboys? But like the Mavericks don't get that. Ever. So them dominating the first day of Super Bowl week, pretty impressive. There you go. Kevin Hanglin at Othane Kevin on Twitter. Go give him a follow, 105.3 The Fan uh, down there in Dallas, one of our favorites. Thanks, as always, for the time, man. Enjoy the circus, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again here soon. Indeed. See you guys around. There you go. Kevin Hagelin of 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He, he kind of had it's it's I love the reaction. He sounded cities. like you. If you were doing a hit in another city and Portland made That's that what, trade, that might take would have been. That yeah. is exactly the feeling you would have had. Like, is this going to work? Probably not. But I'm all in. <laughs> Let's try. Sign me up, baby. I love cities, the reaction. Like, if you would have put a microphone in Dallas last week, hey, Kyrie Irving's going to get traded, and he's going to get traded to Dallas. You're going to give up a lot to go get him. What's your reaction? The reaction would, no, we would never do that. And then once the trade actually goes down, it's like, well, well. It reminds me of when we would do hits with people in Cleveland prior, and I'm right. not comparing the two people and what they've done, but controversial figures. Like, in Cleveland, I remember doing interviews with folks before the Deshaun Watson trade went down. It's like, no, 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 no. We want nothing to do with that guy. Then the trade goes down, and you do an interview in Cleveland, and it's, well, you know. He's a good quarterback. I mean, the I mean settling out of court, and I... You tie yourself in anything as a fan. Kevin Hagelin, he's one of our favorites down in Dallas. Uh, the NBA, just they, they know how to rip headlines on the week of the Super Bowl because there's another one that we haven't even talked about yet that the team and the player is denying. And I'm wondering, like, what is happening? We need to talk about this. That's next on the All right, the poll question is up. At Dirt and Sprague on Twitter, go vote. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping we answer the right way here. Oh. So the, the question reads, if a report comes out, we put that contingency in there to make you feel even better about it that says Kevin Durant wants to play with Damian Lillard. I love that we instantly go there. I mean, come on. No, but I mean, I didn't even Why know you, you tweeted that photo. That thing blew up, man. I just, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, maybe I'll put up a poll question and I go to the Twitter account <laughs> and you had already tweeted the photo and well, we've already left the crazy sta- the well, crazy station. You know where I got the graphic from? Well, we did this earlier. It was from Damian Lillard's Instagram. He shared it this summer when this Kevin summer, Durant yeah. demanded a trade. Well, he shared it, but somebody else made it. Sure, so he didn't make it himself. Yeah. He shared it, though. I know his mind's there. Anyways, we asked, are you okay with the Blazers, including Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp, in a deal to get Kevin Durant? Yes or no, go vote. At Dirt and Sprague. We'll update you at the end of the show. Such a stupid question. It is not. It, the answer is yes. And nobody, I want to know if you're voting no, why you're an idiot. He doesn't want to come here. Uh, there is, it's in the question he wants to come here. No. He wants to play with okay. Damian Lillard. Did you just go mad, dog? Yeah, I did. did. I did a little bit there. Can we talk about... 
a take that you had that is just aged terrifically with every passing day. Which one, man? I, I got a lot of them out there. <laughs> it's just like when I went on my uh, uh, Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl is bad for Carson Wentz thing, and people were like, ah, what? I still remember hearing it the first time <laughs> and thinking, what a dumb take. And like within, I don't know, four months, I was like, that was a brilliant take. And I don't like, I didn't even react to your take of saying that's a dumb take. I think I kind of agreed, but now there's been like story after story after story that's happened. They're like, oh my God, you were 100% spot on. The Memphis Grizzlies are at it again, and they're trying to act like nothing happened here, and I, we need to talk about this. Well, we can because I, I'm starting to wonder if anything did happen. Okay, well, here's, here's the, the story. It came out in The Athletic this weekend, and it was during a Pacers and Grizzlies game on, I think, January 29th. And a lot of Grizzly entourage folk travel with the team. He had his dad there was sitting courtside. One of his close longtime friends, Devontae Pack, was sitting courtside. His brother, I think, was there. His brother was there. So he had, he had a big contingent of, of, you know, just kind of personnel that was there with him. Pacers, Grizzlies in Indiana. There's a, sh- a shouting match that happened during the game between some of Morant's contingency and Indiana Pacers players. To which the point the officials had to get involved, similar to the, the Shannon Sharp thing that happened a couple weeks ago in Los Angeles. They're hooting and hollering at each other. Right. They kicked Devontae Pack. He's escorted off the floor. Anyways, the game ends. Okay, nah, Nothing really happened. Whatever. It's just NBA fans yelling at NBA players. We see that all the time. After the game, according to folks in the Indiana Pacers organization, their players, coaches, support staff, they were entering the loading area, just loading the bus up, getting ready to go, getting ready to leave the arena. About 30 yards away, there were two parked cars. And inside the parked cars included Devontae Pack and others from John Morant's entourage. They get out, they walk towards the players, coaches, and support staff, and they start shouting, hey, come get some of this, you know how we roll. They start you know, yelling, we'll show you what we got, those kind of phrases at, at Indiana Pacers, support staff, players, and coaches. They continue to spar. Eventually, the two sides are kind of separated a little bit, and as the team is getting ready to get on the bus, a car that included John ja Morant, somebody inside the car pointed a red laser at a member of the Indiana Pacers organization. And a Pacers security guard in this article is quoted as saying that was 100% a gun. Now, the NBA is saying that they investigated this. They found no wrongdoing. They you know, they, they, they couldn't corroborate some of these things. John Moran said everybody's lying. This never happened. I, don't, I, I read this, and according to some that were part of the Indiana side of it, they were terrified of what was taking place. And I, he better hope that this didn't actually happen because this is a really bad look for an NBA player well, if he, it did. He, this came out. And then he tweeted, did an investigation seen they were capping, which, you know, for lying. those not hip, lying. Still let an article come out to paint this negative image on me and my fam and ban my brother from home games for a year. Yeah, Unbelievable. Banned from games. Look, is his family and friends probably mouthing off during the game? Yeah. I mean, we know his dad, T. Morant. We know his name. How many players in the league's dad's names can you say outside of the juniors? Probably not many. T. Morant is he's one of the more he's LeVar Ball now, except he just doesn't go on TV and talk a lot of trash. We know him. But when you talk about guns and lasers, I, I just I'm not I'm not willing to I don't want to go there unless we have a concrete investigation that says it's true. And according to this, they did an investigation and found out some of this wasn't true. They've concluded this. So like this article came out after the investigation had wrapped mm-hmm. and it's painting he's right. It is painting him and his, you know, his guys in a certain light. Whereas the NBA investigated this and didn't feel the same way as the article is saying. So, like, I I don't like the Grizzlies. It's not because of Ja. It's not because of Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Bain or 
Brandon Clark or Steven Adams. I actually like a lot of the Grizzlies. It continues to be for one player and one player only, and it's the one that's actually going to kill their chances of getting out of the Western Conference. It's Dylan Brooks, who is far and away the weak spot of that team, and they're, they they got to make a move. They've got to get the OG on Anobi thing to make that happen this, uh, this week. I'm not going to go and say that I'm not concluding anything with this. They did the investigation. Some of this stuff comes out, and it's not what they made it seem. So it's just it's a really weird story in the sense of the article came out, but the investigation wrapped, and we just hadn't heard about it. Yeah, the, the weird thing for me is, and, and, and maybe somebody just flat out was lying. It feels like a really weird thing to lie about. Well, I mean, Like yeah. to say a red, a, a red laser hit you. But they're anonymous quotes. I mean, this isn't because, not I like mean, a security guard sure. saying, hey, my name's Tom Stevens, well, and I can tell you right now this and this happened. It's somebody anonymously going, yeah, and it, it felt like a gun. It's like, they, yeah. the, the top of the article says they, they didn't want to acknowledge themselves because they feared retribution. Yeah, I know. And so that's where, I don't know. I, we, we've had some stories like this in the past, right? Like nobody saw Aaron Hernandez coming, but I don't think. Yeah, I'm not, compar- con- I'm not saying he's going to be, I'm not saying he was even the one that pointed the gun. But it doesn't matter. He's, you're, you're talking about part of his crew and that guy coming out, whoever that was, and anonymously saying, we're, we're not going to give you our name or fear retribution. Like you're, you're taking it to a level that's like, you better not be lying because that's a very uncomfortable level to be taking it. That it is. I also wondered for some of the NBA move, just kind of washing their hands and moving on with this, how much of it has to do with John Morant. And again, I, I don't want to, I guess, throw accusations if they're not true. Maybe all of this was made up in this athletic article and it didn't happen according to the security guards and they were just lying about it. But how much of this is also too, like he's one of the faces of your league. I don't think the NBA is going to put themselves in a position where they're going to cape up for a dude who's maybe pointing guns with lasers on him just because he's in some commercials and he's fun for the kids to watch. I mean, I could be wrong. It's not like Adam Silver's batting a thousand here as the commissioner, but it just, it it would strike me as in complete ignorance Mm. to see that, investigate it, find out it's true, but then go, well, it is John. It is John Moran. I just, I don't, I, this league has too many talented players for you to commit to a six, one guard who may or may not be this in 10 years. Yeah, because if you acknowledge this existence, I mean, you're opening all sorts. I mean, he is in serious legal trouble. Right, but if this is real, the league would have had to respond, man. Guns and threats to other teams and personnel? You're not just letting that go because of who you are in the league. I, I read this, and my mind was blown. Maybe maybe it's much ado about nothing. The NBA is saying they did a full investigation. Taylor Jenkins, who's the Grizzlies coach, he, they played the Raptors yesterday. Yeah, he was asked. He said, we, we addressed it internally. We were fully compliant with the investigation. John Moran is saying everybody's lying. So I just, it, this one was a wild one. The Grizzlies have been in the headlines a lot lately. On on the dad thing, too, last note on that, I Part of me is getting a little frustrated with that. Like, I remember when they played uh, Minnesota last year in the first round of the playoffs, and like 10 minutes of that game was Chris Haynes interviewing Carl Anthony Towns' dad and T. Morant. And I was like, what, what, what are we doing here? Why? I'm all for supporting your children. Oh, you're anti-T. Morant now, huh? I, I am. It's, really? it's a little over the top. Like, be there. Support your kid. Don't, he is. I, I don't want you to hand, Like, why are you yelling with other fans? Why are you getting into confrontations, it feels like, in half the games you're at? Why are you getting interviewed on television? I don't need to see that. Did you see him in the post game when the Blazers played him and the Blazers won and he went and talked to he got a signature or you got a I'm sure he did. He was went, on the floor chatting with Dame probably. Well, but did you see him like he hugged Dame and then whispered in his ear and it wasn't like a hey, good game, man. You played. He like kept talking to him for like a legitimate minute and a half and I was like 
What is he saying to him right now? It's a little weird. It's just, I don't know. I'm all for supportive parents being there. But when you make yourself the story, I don't think he's making himself the story. I think he's kind of making himself the story. Really? I do, yeah. There there are LeVar Levar Ball vibes. come on. He's not saying he can beat Michael Jordan on first take. He hasn't started a line on anything. (laughs) He's just going and watching his kid play ball, man. Like, I I love it. I like the T. Morant thing. Okay. I wanted to see him and Shannon Sharp fight. (laughs) You wanted to see that? Hell yeah. (laughs) Why would you not? You wouldn't want to see that. Uh, I mean, Shannon Sharp would murder him. It he would, would not snap be him fun. In half. Yeah, it would and not. He would be never good. fight Shannon Sharp because Shannon Sharp was an NBA or an NFL player. Well, there's a Ravens the thirty for thirty that came out last night. Last night, yeah. and I didn't. I've, I'm going to watch it today after the show, and I really want to see like what Shannon Sharp was. <laughs> Apparently, he's got some clips in there where like Dilfer throws a pick, and he just starts chatting with him. Shannon Sharp's a character, man. He's a dude, too. You don't want to mess with that guy. So, wild story out of Memphis. The NBA says nothing happened. I think something happened. I don't know. Maybe my tinfoil hat's on, but I think there's something here. But so, you're just, buying the article and not I the Grizzly saying I just don't think that they had the evidence to prove it. How do you prove it? It's one guy on Indiana saying it happened. It's a guy on Memphis's traveling entourage saying it didn't happen. But it happened in the parking garage. There's more people around. Sure, but if there was only a handful of folks that were still not on the bus yet, I mean, if it was a quick, a quick laser, I mean, not like 40, 50 people are going to see that. It was probably just a handful of folks who were there. Maybe it was just one guy that saw it happen or two guys that saw it happen. And it becomes kind of a he said, he said situation. So for John Moran's sake, I hope it didn't happen. For the NBA's sake, I, I hope it didn't happen. But I just, I don't know why somebody would make something like that up uh, out of thin air. And it's just a wild story out of Memphis. They continue to be in the headlines, and we'll see if anything else happens uh, out of this. We got a lot to get to in the final hour. Uh, there was a college football story over the weekend that kind of flew under the radar that I would love to dive into. Potentially a new controversial rule coming to the NFL that I'm sure everybody's going to be on board with. Uh, and the Blazers are back in action tonight as Giannis is in town. So it is a loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Turn spray on 1080. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.